You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Good morning, everyone. It is time for a rebroadcast of Financing Your Purpose. So awesome. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that lack is an illusion. I thank you that it's an illusion of the seen realm. And I thank you that Jesus Christ came to preach good news to the poor. And that now we are joint heirs with you, Jesus. We sit in heavenly places with you. And all that heaven contains has already been lavished upon us. In fact, the kingdom of God is within us. And so, Father, we want to partner. We want to partner with the victory that Jesus has accomplished over lack. Father, you have called us to do amazing things. You have called us to do miraculous things, bigger than what we can afford, bigger than what we can do without heaven's bounty. And so, Father, we just want you to speak to us loud and clear today about how we can partner with you to see the abundance of Jesus Christ manifested in our lives, manifested through us. Father, we say yes to the call of God on our lives. We say yes to the incredible, miraculous astounding things that you have called us to do, the things that you have called us to co-labor with you to build, the visions that you have given us to manifest. Father, we are, we know that it is beyond our ability without you to do it. But thank God we're not without you. And Father, you said that when we abide in Jesus, that when we abide in Christ, that fruitfulness is the natural byproduct. Abundance is the natural byproduct. And so we want to step into that place of abiding today. We want to step into that place, Father, uh, that that miracles uh, of abundance are just normal, God, that we just go from miraculous provision to miraculous provision. Father, we want to astound those that don't know you with just how good of a father you are, with just how much you have generously bestowed on us in Christ. And so lead this teaching today. Uh, lead us, lead us step by step, Father. Make it clear, make it clear so that all of us, Father, can fully manifest the, the destiny that you have for our lives and manifest the glory that is within us, the Christ that is within us, Father. Uh, we want to be, uh, testimonies of your goodness. We want to be manifestations of sons of God. And we know, Father, that the same works that Jesus did, you said, Jesus said we would do that also. And so we're expecting miraculous provision as a result of this broadcast today. We are expecting, Father, all kinds of signs and wonders to follow this word because you are a miraculous provider, Daddy. You are a incredible Father. And so we just thank you in advance for just the revelation that's going to be flowing today in Jesus name. Amen and amen. All right. I got to set this thing up a little bit and you guys got to stick with me because we're going to be going some places today in scripture. And I'm really excited to be sharing uh, this with you. So the first place I want to go is, you know, I just prayed this scripture a moment ago, but I want to just put it in context for you what belongs to you in Christ, what Jesus has already 
released and provided through his death on the cross, through his burial, through his resurrection, through his victory over death and sin and the curse, and through his ascension and his place where he is seated now at the right hand of the Father, where we are now seated in him at the right of the Father. So in Ephesians chapter 1, I'm going to start reading today in the Passion Translation. And these scriptures are worth writing down and they are worth meditating and praying through on your own. Okay, so this first one is such good news. The gospel is such good news. If you, if the word that you are hearing preached, if you if the sermons that you are hearing do not make you ecstatic about the gospel and make you just be like, oh my gosh, this is too good to be true. Well, I want to encourage you to change the channel, okay? Because the gospel is so much richer and so much more fantastic and almost unbelievable in its breadth and in its uh, provision that we should be astounded every time we hear it. So here's what it says in Ephesians 1.3. It says, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father the father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. That is why we celebrate him with all of our hearts. So what I want to highlight here is here in the Passion Translation, it says every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift. Okay, everything that heaven contains has already been provided Okay, now the key here that you've got to remember is that heaven, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, which is inside of us, which is where we live, which is is a dimension that we exist in, is an invisible reality. Okay, and so the first thing that, that I want to point out is that lack is an illusion of the material realm. Okay, as sons of God, as those that have been... uh you know, placed inside of Jesus and those that the father sees wrapped in Christ, it says here, that live in union with Jesus, okay? We have been given all that heaven contains. And so you have to absorb the idea that you lack nothing, okay? I get that you may be experiencing lack in the 3D material realm, but that is an illusion, okay? That is an illusion of the material realm. And as sons of God who live in union with Jesus, we are to do the same works that Jesus did and even greater works, which means we are here to manifest heaven. We are here to make the invisible reality of heaven a material 3D reality, Okay, so I want you to dive in a little deeper with me here to talk about a little bit more about this invisible reality. And in order to do that, I want to take you over to Colossians chapter one. Colossians and really the, the epistles are an incredible study. You know, when you hop into the book of Ephesians and you read it like in the Passion Translation, or you hop into the book of Colossians and you read it, read it in a, a, you know, a translation like the Passion Translation that is easy to understand. I'm telling you, you will get pumped up just by reading what, what the epistles announce about your union with God, about what has happened to you and I as new creations. It is incredible, but I will tell you, it is not what we tip, it's not a lot of the times the reality that we live 
live from because we live in a world system. We live in a 3D material reality. And honestly, religion has dummied down the gospel to make it a, a message about forgiveness of sins and not going to hell rather than an announcement that all things have been reconciled inside of Jesus and that now we live inside a, a reality and a person that has overcome everything that Adam did. So let me keep reading, okay? In Colossians chapter one, I want to read starting with, um, <clears throat> let's start with, uh, we're going to go verse 13. He says, he, talking about Jesus, has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. So let me stop here for a minute because I want you to realize that you have been rescued completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness. And now let's just talk about in the, what darkness contains, right? So darkness contains Poverty, darkness contains lack, darkness contains sickness, darkness contains strife, darkness contains a, a, a human existence apart from Jesus. Darkness contains the illusion of separation. Anything that is not in heaven exists in the realm of darkness, and you've been rescued from that. And it says you now have been uh, translated or you have been placed inside the kingdom realm. Okay, the kingdom realm is where you live. Again, this is an invisible reality. The kingdom of darkness, for that matter, is an, kingdom rea is, is an invisible reality. And the only way we know which kingdom is manifesting is by the fruits of the, of the seen realm, by what is manifesting in the 3D realm. Okay, if we see lack, that's a manifestation of the kingdom of darkness. If we see sickness, that's a manifestation of the kingdom of darkness. And so it is, we've been rescued from that. So we don't have to tolerate these illegal manifestations in the 3D realm, okay? And that's one of the things I wanna chat with you today about is that we are not to tolerate these manifestations of lack and these manifestations of the kingdom of darkness, okay? Let me keep reading. In verse 15, it's talking about Jesus and I wanna, I wanna unpack this a little bit. It says, he, Jesus, is the divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God and the firstborn heir of all creation, okay? He's the firstborn heir of creation, meaning that he is the owner of creation. He owns everything in the material realm. It says in verse 16, for by him, Jesus was created, for in him, sorry, for in Jesus, in him was created the universe of things, both in the heavenly realm and on the earth, all that is seen and all that is unseen. Okay, so in Jesus was created. So in Christ, the material realm and the invisible realm was created. Everything that's in heaven, everything that's on earth, all that is seen, all that is unseen. Okay, he unpacks this. Every seat of power, realm of government, principality, and authority, it all exists through him, through Jesus, and for his purpose. So I want you to just shift your perception right now of creation. 
okay, of the invisible realm of heaven and of the material realm of the earth and the 3D realm, okay? Jesus created all of these things and through him, they, they were created through him and they exist. They exist through him. Jesus causes them to exist and they all exist for his purpose. Verse 17, he, Jesus, existed before anything was made and everything finds completion in him. So there is nothing that is separated from Christ. Okay, I'm just reading the scripture. Okay, all things exist in him, through him, and for him is what these scriptures are saying. Okay, um, in verse 18, it says he is the head of his body, which is the church. And since he is the beginning and firstborn heir and resurrection, he is the most exalted one holding first place in everything. Verse 19, for God is satisfied to have all of his fullness dwelling in Christ. And by the blood, verse 20, of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original intent, restored to innocence again. I could, I want to read that verse 20 in another translation here in a moment. But in verse 21, it says, even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. Okay, let me just read in the Amplified Version those last couple of verses. In 19, it says, For it pleased the Father for the fullness of deity, the sum total of his essence, all his perfection, powers, and attributes to dwell permanently in him, the Son, and through the intervention of the Son to reconcile all things to himself, making peace through the blood of his cross, whether things on earth or things in heaven. So I want you to recognize that through Jesus, all things, all things in heaven, all things on earth, in every realm, in every dominion, every power has been reconciled back into Christ. This is why Paul told uh, the unbelievers at Athens that we live and move and have our being inside of God. So you have to realize that this invisible realm, that, that, that all of heaven that has been lavished upon us, this place that we have been translated into is inside of Christ and that we live in a place that is, I want to say friendly. We're in a friendly universe. We're in a redeemed universe. We're in a redeemed creation. However, it's a, an invisible redemption. Okay. This, this, this is an invisible reality, but we need to connect with it if we are going to transform the material reality. Because when we see miracles, what we call miracles are simply the manifestation of the realm of heaven. They're simply the the manifestation of the redemption and the reconciliation that Jesus has already accomplished in the invisible realm. Okay, so I've said a whole lot, read a lot of scripture. Let me pause here for a moment. Why is this important? Because most of us are, are, are operating from a wrong paradigm. Okay. We are, we are thinking that we are down here in the material realm, praying to God who is up somewhere in heaven. And we're asking him to do something to, to, you know, heaven's going to invade earth, but heaven has already invaded earth in Christ. And now we live in the realm of heaven. Heaven is a right now invisible reality. And so all we are doing when we are financing our purpose or materializing provision, okay, is that that's, that we are, we are simply transferring what is already ours in the invisible realm into the material realm. It's already been given. 
Okay, this is already a reality that exists. So we aren't we aren't asking for something we don't have. We are simply materializing and manifesting something that already exists. Okay? So that's the first thing. It's not us and us on earth praying to God to please do something. He did something. He became a man. His name is Jesus. And he overcame the curse. He became the curse. He became sin. He became lack. He became disease. And now we live in a victorious kingdom. We live in a reality. Although it's invisible, it absolutely exists. Okay. Now, when we see Jesus in his earthly ministry, all he was doing was manifesting over and over and over and over again the invisible reality of, of heaven. Okay, let's go to an example of this where he is literally, well, let me go somewhere else before we go there. I want to go to John chapter 5, and I want to chat a little bit about Jesus here. And I want to go to the voice translation because I really liked the way that read when I was looking at it this morning. Um. Okay, I mean, the first part of John chapter 5 is Jesus coming to a a lame man at the pool of Bethesda and healing him, right? And he just tells him, stand up, carry your mat, and walk, okay? Now, he makes the religious leaders mad because he's basically saying that he's one with the Father. And he gets down to verse 19. He's talking to the Pharisees, and here's what he says. The truth is, that the son does nothing on his own. All these actions are led by the father. What actions? The actions that he just did when he healed the lame man. And he said, rise, take up your bed and walk. Okay. He said, all of these actions are led by the father. He says, the son watches the father closely and then mimics the work of the father. He says, the father loves the son, so he does not hide his actions. Instead, he shows him everything, and the things not yet revealed by the father will dumbfound you. The father can give life to those who are dead in the same way the son can give the gift of life to those he chooses. Okay, I'm going to keep going down here, but he says, um, verse 25, listen to this. I tell you the truth. A new day is imminent. In fact, it has arrived. When the voice of the Son of God will penetrate death's dominion and everyone who hears it will leave. Verse 26, you see the Father radiates with life and he also animates the Son of God with the same life-giving beauty and power. Listen to this. To exercise judgment over all of creation. Okay, indeed the Son of God is also the Son of Man. If this sounds amazing to you, what is even more amazing that when the time comes, those buried long ago will hear the voice through all the rocks, sod in soil, and step out of decay into resurrection. So I want to stop here for a moment because Jesus is talking about the fact that he is the son of God, but he's also the son of man. In other words, he has, he's the son of God in spirit. He's an, he's a manifestation of God in spirit. And he's the man of, he's the son of man. He's also God in flesh. So in this 3D realm. So Jesus was God in the 3D realm. And it says that, um, that the father has given him the, the same life giving beauty and power to exercise judgment over all creation. So I want to talk about this judgment over all creation. And I want to talk it in, about it in the context of what Jesus was doing in his earthly ministry, because this is how we function. 
The same way that Jesus was, was transforming the 3D realm by following the instructions of the Father, it's the same way that we transform the seen realm. It's by following the instructions of the Father. Okay, I want to give this example in Mark chapter 11 when Jesus spoke to a tree. Okay, so he was exercising judgment over creation because the fig tree did not have figs and he was hungry. And so he exercised judgment over this tree. He spoke to the tree and the tree withered up and died. He was speak, he was speaking in agreement with the father because we know he only did what he heard the father doing. And he manifested and transformed the seen realm by his words and through his faith. Okay, so let's look at that that um, story really quick. Okay, um, we're going to go to Mark chapter 11, and we're going to go to verse 19. It says, when even evening came, and I'm reading in the voice translation, Jesus and his followers left the city again. The next morning on the way back to Jer- Jerusalem, they passed a tree. Oh, that's after he had already prayed for it. Sorry, I want to get back up other. Verse 12, it says, the next morning when they departed Bethany, they were traveling back to the city and Jesus was hungry. Off in the distance, he saw a fig tree fully leafed out. So he went toward it. He headed toward it to see if it might have any ripe fruit. When he reached it, he found only leaves because the fig season had not come yet. And as the disciples listened, Jesus pronounced a curse on the tree. No one will ever eat fruit from your branches again. Okay, so Jesus spoke right to the tree. He spoke to creation, and in effect, he judged it, and he cursed it. Now, why did Jesus do that? Well, first of all, in heaven, there are no, there is no such thing as harvest and, and, and not harvest. If you look at the trees in the book of Revelation, they always bear their fruit. All the time, they're bearing fruit. The fact that we even have seasons like we do today um, of fruitlessness is not how it is in heaven. Okay, and so Jesus, when he said this, no one will eat fruit from your branches again. So he just spoke to the creation. He spoke to 3D material tree. He spoke to a tree and he said, he just simply said, no one will eat fruit of you again. Right. And then then we can go down to the the next part where it says um, that they went back to the tree. Um, uh, Let me get there. It says. When evening came, Jesus and his followers left the city again. The next morning on the way back to Jerusalem, they passed the tree. Uh, they passed a tree that had withered down to its very roots. And Peter, remembering, said, that's the fig tree, teacher, the one that you cursed just yesterday morning. It's withered away to nothing. All right? And Jesus says, trust in God. In other translations, it says, have faith in God or have the faith of God. Okay? He says, if you do, honestly, you can say to this mountain, Mountain, uproot yourself and throw yourself into the sea. If you don't doubt, but trust that what you say will take place, then it will happen. Okay? It says, so listen, what I'm saying is whatever you pray or ask for from God, believe that you receive it and you will. So here's Jesus in one example, speaking to material reality, living in union as one with the Father, and transforming the physical realm. Now, this is a case of they're not being provision. And so because of lack, he cursed it. He cursed the lack of fruit on the tree. But over and over again, we see Jesus speaking to 
in, to, to material things. I mean, when he fed the multitude, he blessed the bread. He didn't curse the bread because he cursed the fig tree and it withered up, meaning it no longer existed in the seen realm. When he blessed the bread, the bread began to mul multiply and it began to increase. It began to become fruitful and everyone was fed. So, you know, Jesus rebuked fevers. He would speak to fevers, right? He he dominated the material realm. He walked on water. How? Because he understood that he had judgment over creation. And as sons of God who live in union with God, guess what? So do we as we live in that place of abiding with Jesus and doing what the Father is doing and saying what the Father is saying. So this is how we do the same works as Jesus, because Jesus is still doing the work through us, through our union with him. We have been called to dominate and transform the material realm. I want you to think of it like this. this the unseen realm inside of that tree, the atoms in that tree, I'm not sure exactly what heard Jesus speaking to it, but we live in a conscious universe. Whoa, you better hear me. We live in a conscious universe. The universe is groaning and moaning for the manifestations of the sons of God. It tells us in Romans chapter eight. Well, how can creation be moaning and groaning for our manifestation? How can a tree be spoken to by number one, its creator, but how can it hear what Jesus spoke and respond to it? Well, how did any of it get created in the first place? Because God said, let there be light. We live in a conscious speech activated uh, universe, not just speech activated, but it, it responds to the faith of a son of God, of the son of God, not an independent son, but a dependent son. And so what's required to finance your purpose is that we must operate the same way that Jesus did. We must live, live in that place of intimate communion and union and oneness with the Father and with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus. And we must get his instructions, whatever those instructions are. And you guys, these strategies are so, so, so very varied. It's not like a five-step formula to manifest finances. It's not a five-step formula to manifest healing. And so many times in, in, in Christianity, we are learning principles. And these principles are true. I mean, it is true that we live in a friendly universe. It is true that we live in a conscious universe that responds to what we believe. I mean, the, this is a reality that is working right now, either in your favor or to your detriment. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We are constantly manifesting and transforming the seen realm all the time with the things that we believe in our heart, with the actions that we take, with the words that we speak. Why? Because this is how human beings are created to operate. But if we want to step into the miraculous zone and really operate fully in the dominion that we have been given as as co-heirs with Jesus, as joint heirs with Jesus, then we need to operate in, in union with the Father, okay? So let's look at one other place here. I talk about this scripture a lot. Uh, it's a scripture from John chapter 5. This is actually, in the voice translation, John 5.30, this is actually the, the, the scripture that I have founded my company Rethink on. When I say I haven't, well, Romans 12.2 is a big part of it too. But 
This is how we have committed ourselves to operating. We have committed ourselves to not being on our own agenda. We have committed ourselves to pursuing God's agenda and letting Jesus build this company, this ministry, our school emerge, our graduate programs. We are committed to letting the Father do the work through us and getting out of the way so that he can manifest the vision that is his vision. It's his vision for the call of God on my life. It's his vision for this company. It's his vision for none of this was my idea. It was a revelation. It was something that I learned from the Holy Spirit that he wanted, that he created me to be the agent to actually be used by him to actually manifest this thing. I am here on assignment. I was born for a purpose, just like you. You are here just like Jesus. You are a sent one. You are sent to into onto this planet. You were born with the gifts, with the talents, with the attributes in the country you were born in, the way that you look with the personality that you look that you have for a designated purpose and my purpose is transfiguration my purpose is to transfigure the body of Christ it's to transfigure cities through the body of Christ i could go more into that but i really want to want to dive into this because what's what's the key here is that we get on the father's agenda and we stay on it and we get out of the business of human judgment we don't judge things because we think that that is a good strategy or a bad strategy. We simply download the strategy and do it, okay? And sometimes these strategies, you know, are uncomfortable. So let me let me talk about this scripture before I go into that. So verse 30 says, I have never, okay, this is Jesus talking. He says, I have not ever acted and will not in the future act on my own. I listen to the directions of the one who sent me and I act on these divine instructions. For this reason, my judgment is always fair and never self-serving. I am committed to pursuing God's agenda and not my own. Okay, now I could talk more about some of these surrounding scriptures, but I'm going to hone in on this one. So every miracle you see Jesus performing, every manifestation of provision, whether it was the bread multiplying, whether it was the money in the fish's mouth, uh, paying their taxes, right? Every manifestation that you see was because Jesus was acting in union with the Father. And he says that he was just listening to directions. Like as he listened to the directions, he acted on those divine instructions. And his judgment was fair and never self-serving. So this idea of things being self-serving is a big deal. It's a big deal because we are here to serve. We are here to serve the purpose and the people that we have been called to serve. And so as we get his instructions and his directions and have the motive of service, right, that the, and and we're committed to pursuing God's agenda, that is how we get there, okay? Now, if I just go through the list of things that I've had to do to get the vision that God has given me to the place that it is today, first of all, I have experienced incredible miracles. I've, and I have experienced people forgiving debt and I'm talking 150,000 worth of debt. Okay. I have, I have experienced people writing six figure checks to me. 
But I have also had instructions. For example, when I started Emerge, God told me to act like I had money. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't have any money. And he said, I want this to be done first class. So he instructed me to go and talk with a video company that was a first class video company. And the bid for them to just film the school was $40,000. Okay. Now don't even get me started about how people think that ministry should be free and blah, 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 blah. And all the, all the crappy mindsets that go with a lot of Christianity, but God is a God of excellence. And God wants the things that believers to do and believers to produce to be at way higher caliber than what the world can do. And guess what? That takes cash. That takes money. And so he told me to act like I had some when I didn't have any. But I went and got this proposal and it was a $40,000 proposal. I didn't have $40,000. Now, I could have sat around and said, okay, I'm just going to wait because I don't believe in debt. I have these, I have these parameters around. I don't want to go into debt. I, um, I have all these rules around the way God has to do it. You guys, the first thing I have to tell you is that you got to get your judgment out of the way, right? You're just going to get the instructions. And if you have all these filters and rules about how God can do something or not do something, then you're not even going to be able to receive the instructions because what God told me to do, believe it or not, a lot of people would say, oh, that's not God, but it was God. And what he told me to do is he said, I want you to go to these four people and I want you to ask them to invest in the, the launch of the school. And the way that you're going to do that is you're going to ask them for four $10,000 loans. And by the way, Shalise, you're going to pay them a 15% interest, better return than they could get anywhere else in the stock market or at a bank or anything else. Why? Because you are a good investment daughter. And I was like, whoa, right? I have no idea how I'm going to pay it back. I have no idea what the next step is beyond go have conversation with those four people. So guess what happened? I went to those four people. We had conversations, we had lunch, whatever. And then I walked out with $40,000 and four loans at a 15% rate. Now, first of all, that would, that instruction, there's a lot of believers that would never even be able to receive that because they have been taught all these things about good. This is a good thing. This is a bad thing. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is operating in the way that we evaluate our choices. And we, and then here's the other piece. We don't hear God clearly. And so we don't even get those clear directions from God. So we'll talk about that in a moment, but here's the reality. Okay. We got the school funded. I can tell you it ended up not even being enough. I had to actually raise additional capital to get the school finished, which was a whole nother strategy that God gave me. And that strategy I'd never even heard of. It was something called royalty agreements. I'm not going to go into that, but God was God put this other arrangement together. And next thing you know, the school is finished. So here's the deal. God paid all of that off. God paid all of that off. Now, how did he do that? He did that through me following his instructions. And once we had the school live and then we began working on, on building the school and marketing the school, well, guess what? We began to build a stream of income called tuition that began to flow into the vision that God had given me. God is not just a supernatural provider who, you know, 
supernaturally multiplies bread and supernaturally gets money out of a fish's mouth. He's also a master financer. He's a master entrepreneur. He's a master business person. And so many times we limit God because we say this has to happen X way. And the truth is God told me one time, this is another time. I'm just going to talk about a cup. I'll talk about some other supernatural things in a moment, but sometimes I just, I wanted to talk about that. I have to be, I have to be committed to pursuing God's agenda and not my own. And when I have an agenda of debt freedom, or I have an agenda that is a, a selfish agenda that's not about serving other people, well, guess what? I am not able to hear whatever God is doing, not only in the way that he's manifesting the provision, but the things that he's doing to, to heal my own heart. One time he told me to go get this loan that did not have really good rates, and I argued and I argued with him because I just thought I was scared. You guys, I was scared. I was scared to, to do it. I was scared that it wouldn't be paid off, but it was for this particular training that we needed for our team and we needed it now. And he said, I'm the bank. I'm the bank, Shalice. I, and this is a, this is, he told me this was like a, a home, uh, what did he call it? Like a, a renovation loan, you know, like a home improvement loan. That's what he said. This is a home improvement loan. And he said, because I'm renovating your heart. Your heart is my home and I'm renovating your heart. And here's the deal, sweetheart. Debt is not a problem. Fear is a problem. And I'm delivering you from fear and I'm going to expand your heart and I am going to renovate your heart so that you operate in the place where you believe you cannot run out and you believe and you will not be afraid. However I provide it, however I choose to do it, you will trust me and you will move. Now guys, this is, this is high level son of God stuff and using practical strategies that set me free at the same time he financed the vision. But a lot of people don't have ears to hear this. And that's why they stay stuck because they've got an agenda of their own and they are not willing to do, they're not willing to risk. They're not willing to lay down their life for the call of God on their life. Okay. And let me say this guys. I mean, you're talking, when I'm sharing this, this is someone that has seen pretty much it all right? I quit my corporate job because Jesus one day said, go in, walk in and walk out. At the time I was living in downtown Chicago in the Gold Coast, I had way, a way expensive lifestyle. When I say a way expensive lifestyle, I'm, I don't even want to share the numbers because it freaks people out, but it was a very expensive lifestyle. And I walked in and I walked out and I had no idea how I was going to pay my mortgage. I only had a little bit of money left in the bank. Bottom line was I ended up selling every, I mean, I could, there's so many stories I could tell you. I sold, not only sold my condo, but the guy that bought it ended up buying all my furniture and my artwork and all this stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, I was freaking out. Why? Because I was thinking I'm never going to have anything this nice again. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I ended up moving into a bit, the bedroom of someone. I didn't have a closet. And I went to work as an administrator in a ministry. What? Following Jesus. You guys, and this stuff feels scary to people. This feels real. And I get that it's scary. It was scary to me. But God had a call on my life. He had a call on my life to change multitudes of people's lives. And I had to learn how to trust him. 
I had to learn how to follow him. I had to learn not to love my life, but to lose it. I had to learn that my safety was in Christ. My safety was not in my bank account. My safety was not in where I lived. My safety was in a person, right? And I mean, I can, I cannot, I cannot, I don't have time to share with you all of the things that I have seen. I mean, all of the miracles that I have watched him do, all of the people that he has, he has sent alongside of me along the way for a season many times just to invest this, to get this building, to do these things. And my only responsibility has been to get committed to his agenda, find out what he's speaking, and do it with confidence. This is what sonship looks like. Right now, there are there times when he has had me supernaturally walk around things and claim it. Has there times that he's had me speak to my bank accounts? Yes. Is there times that he has? Oh my gosh. I remember one time when we, the lights were going to be turned off in the church. You guys, I'm pastoring and they're going to turn the lights off if we don't get the, the, the more, the, the, the rent paid. How embarrassing is that? Like, I'm going to have to show up to my congregation and be like, Oh, I'm sorry, you guys, but we can't have service next week because we don't have church. We don't have our, we haven't paid our mortgage. And I just felt all of that was an accusation against me and me thinking, oh gosh, I must not be, you know, doing what God's asking me to do. But no, you know what happened? I got mad. I got mad and I went to the father and I'm like, listen, I live in an abundant kingdom. I know that this is, that you have more than enough and blah, 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 blah. And I just stood in righteousness. I stood in the middle of all those accusations, not just from from the enemy, but also from people. And I was like, no, I don't have righteousness apart from God. I don't earn increase. I don't earn my inheritance. This is, I am a, I am living in union with Jesus and this is my birthright in Christ. And I just began to go and go and go and speak and, and preach the gospel to the unseen realm. Right. And God told me, he said, well, he told me exactly what to say. He told me exactly what to say. And within, literally, within 24 hours, I had a $100,000 check in my hand. And it wasn't long after that. There's been so many miracles that I could share with you guys. But this is the key, okay? We live in a friendly universe. We don't lack anything. What we lack is an agenda. What we lack is the right motives. What we lack is the instructions. And I can tell you that Emerge exists so that people can stop living out of their own intellect, so they can stop having to try to figure out how to make their purpose work, so that they can get into a place of intimacy with God where they live in union with him, where they can hear him clearly, so that they can fulfill their destiny. Because without that level of intimacy, without that level of, of identity, Without that ability to get the instructions and truly know that what Jesus did in the Gospels isn't some far-fetched idea. It's how we have been recreated in Christ to live, that we have the same relationship with the Father, the same intimacy with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will show you the future, that he will give you the strategy over and over and over and over again, and that as we hear and we obey... And by the way, guys, it's going to require you to confront fear. It's going to require you to trust God. It's going to require you to, to, to get off the world system. And you know what? Without hearing God, that's impossible to do. Because miracles happen truly because we are living in that place of, 
of, of abiding. Now we'll see certain things. I mean, can, can other, can you manifest something apart from Christ? Of course you can. New agers do it all the time. But if you notice, what agenda are they on? Okay. Whose agenda are they on? Is the seen realm responding to human faith? When I say human faith, to faith, to, to, to spiritual principles of dominion by human beings all the time? Yes. But we're not talking about that. We're not talking about just manifesting your dream home. We're not talking about you just getting your needs met with a new car or whatever it is. I mean, all of those things are a part of your inheritance. They're not wrong. They're not bad. They belong to you. But the key is, guys, your purpose and your destiny is central. You are here for a reason. This life is this short. It's this short. And how you live in union with Jesus and manifest your purpose is the number one priority. It matters. Your assignment in the kingdom matters. Why? Because the kingdom is supposed to be manifesting over the earth. The kingdoms of Jesus are to become, the kingdoms of this world are to become the kingdoms of Jesus. I know a lot of believers are waiting for Jesus to return and take them out of here and fix this mess, but Jesus is here. You are his body and he wants to fix it now. He wants to transform people's lives. He wants to transform cities. He wants the kingdom of heaven to manifest now. What's the point of it even being here? Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. It is here. And you knowing your destiny, aligning with your destiny, surrendering to your destiny, and being able to hear the strategies of God so that you can manifest it and get delivered of the fear of running out, the fear of lack, the fear of it not working. Let me tell you, that is the process that we all go through. God is constantly, what do I want to say? leading me into things that are bigger than me, where I need the miracle provision of heaven to manifest. He's constantly leading me to minister to people that don't need, you know, a little sermon. They don't need to be preached at. They need a manifestation of heaven. They need healing. They need provision. They need things that that you see Jesus providing over and over and over again to people that had yet to recognize who they are. And that is the ministry of us, of those of us that do know who we are. So lack is not a problem. Fear is a problem. Not hearing God is a problem. Having an agenda of your own is a problem. Not being on, uh, not being able to get his instructions is the problem. If you can hear God and be open-minded to however he wants to do it, and you have, you're following him, let me tell you, he will get the job done. He will align you with the right people. He will align you with all kinds of creative financial strategies. And when you operate with the mind of Christ, I mean, when you really think that God has no fear of lack, that he doesn't see lack, that all he sees is abundance, that he operates from the mindset that it is impossible to run out, that running out is just, it's, it's silly. It's just a, it's a, it's, it's a fallen human construct. That's an illusion of the seen realm. Like he does not operate in that level of, of thinking. And so really at the end of the day, 
how if God wants to tell the Egyptians, I mean, the, the Israelites to go borrow from the Egyptian the Egyptians and that because he knows he's going <laughs> to part the seas and the debt's going to be canceled. In other words, that those people are not going to exist anymore to be paid back. You know, I mean, that was a strategy. And it, you know, we may not be able to wrap our heads around that in 2021, but that was a strategy to build the temple. He got silver and gold from the world. And then he went and built his temple from it. You know, so we just have to get out of the judgment business, out of the fear business. And if you can't hear God clearly, and you are not clear about the vision that God has for you, then the, you know, in the fact that you're in this group, the fact that you're committed to me, you know, um, connected here, emerge is the next step. And I just want to be that blunt about it. I mean, I remember when I didn't hear God and he was calling me to Chicago. And I mean, I was just going by coincidences and stumbling around to try to follow God until I came into the place of maturity and I could hear God. And so, you know, and beloved, I just want to tell you that we see this over and over and over again in our students. We see this over and over again in those that we are raising up to operate in this place of union with Jesus and get on the Father's agenda. So these are not just, I mean, it's not just my story. I mean, it's, I tell my story because it's dramatic and it's mine, but we see so many strategies. We see, I mean, all we see loans. We see people giving people money. We see, we see all kinds of strategies that God has for people to get enrolled in the school so that they can get clear about their purpose and get on the path to purpose and start living it in 90 days because time is short. You know, we think we're waiting on God. When we're waiting really to have a revelation, we're we're waiting to have a revelation of what is true so that we can step into it. So I feel like I've just been intense (laughs) in what I've been teaching you guys today, but this stuff is near and dear to my heart because it is heartbreaking to me um, that people are stuck living a life that is less than the vision that God has for them. It is heartbreaking to me to see people that don't trust God. It is heartbreaking to me to, to, for people to think that God is limited in the way that he can finance your purpose and that people are waiting. They're waiting on something to change. And meanwhile, they're suffering. Meanwhile, they are not living the miraculous life or doing what God has called them to do. And it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of, of, of life. And so I just want to pray for you guys that you will listen to the things that I've shared today and you know, we have so many resources. I mean, I just did a podcast yesterday on hearing the voice of God. I mean, my book is available. It's out there for free. At the end of those chapters, there are activations that help you hear God. I mean, I'm sending you love notes every single Friday from the, from the heart of God to encourage you. You are seen. You are known. You are important. What you are here to do is strategic and you have all of heaven backing you. You have the fullness of the Godhead living in you because you have Jesus in you. You are equipped. You, I mean, everything's been provided. Your brain just has to catch up. You need encounters with God. You need to be able to hear God on demand. You need to be able to operate as a son of God who can follow the directions of the one who sent you just the way Jesus describes it. So I share this, you know, with all I mean, just everything in me wanting to see you set free. Um, it is incredible what God is doing in the school every single week. I mean, people were healed last night on the coaching call and they weren't healed by me. 
we were just activating people on the call. They were kind of, you know, struggling with, you know, I'm not seeing the manifestation. And I was just like, okay, you've got a word for this person. Start it. You've got a word for this person. Start it. And as we began to minister to each other, just in that call, it was manifestation after manifestation after manifestation. Why? Because they were hearing God. They were being dependent upon God. And that is what I am here to do. I am here to get believers in a place where they are transfigured, where they are hearing God as clearly as Jesus hears the Father because they are in Jesus and the Father is in them. So guys, God bless you. Have an amazing week. I'm so, so happy that this recording went through clearly. I think I'll have to start using this set up for my Facebook Lives. Um, but I just love you so much. I believe in you so much. And I'm so happy that you're here in this group. If you haven't scheduled a breakthrough call with my team or me, uh, I'm part of the team. But my team is anointed. They're all Emerge graduates. They all hear God clearly. You will encounter God no matter who you get on those breakthrough calls. They will hear God with you. They will help you get a strategy. And we want to get you on the path to purpose. Our purpose is absolutely to see you fully realizing everything that is yours in Christ and fulfilling the destiny that he has called you to do. So God God bless you guys. Absolutely. Listen it to it again. Amy, Sandra, Norris, all of you guys, Wendy, thank you so much. You know, Amy, praise God. Amy's one of our graduates that's recently just graduated. Um, Lisa, all of you, Rena, Lori, Joy, uh, Lori, Lori Xander, hi. Um, just all of you that have joined today. I just love you. And I am standing, standing for the fullness of who you've been created to be who you've been recreated in Christ to be and everything that you are destined to do. People are waiting for the manifestation of Jesus in you. People's lives are going to be transformed and completely changed as you step into the assignments that God has for you. A world is dying for the revelation, honestly, that we're sharing here today. Uh, a world needs to know what it means to be a son of God without all of the religion, without all of the, you know, the churchianity, and just to know that they are loved, they are seen, they are known, they are whole, they are righteous, they are good because they're in Christ. And that the universe is a friendly place. We're not living in this conflict, really, because Satan has no authority, he has no power. He's exalting himself against the knowledge of God. He's trying to make himself all powerful. And the more that we believe in that, the more that he is empowered when he has no power. So guys, get your turn off the news, turn off the stuff that is going on in the world. I get that it's loud. I get that it seems dark, but we don't want to focus on the manifestation of darkness. We want to get in the space where we are, we are the, we are the solution to the darkness. We are operating in suns and we are building the kingdom. And we are overcoming evil with good. We are overcoming the darkness. We're dispelling it with light. And what we focus on manifests. So let's focus on Jesus. Let's focus on his agenda. Let's get his instructions. Let's get our ears in the place where we believe that we can hear the way that Jesus heard the Father. And let's go. Let's go. Let's not let anything stop us. Let's not let lack intimidate us. Let's not look at one strategy as good and another strategy as evil. Let's trust Jesus and let's act like we have money. Amen. Just like Jesus said, let's act like we have an invisible inheritance and let's go change the world. Amen. I love you guys. I believe in you and we are here to serve you. Let us know what you need. All right. God bless. Thanks for listening to Shalisa's podcast. 
This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalice.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalice's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.